0: Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of our scripture, which is found on page 1668. John chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. Hear the word of God. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you are going back there? Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by the world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, after he has no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas called Didymus said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. All right. Very well-known passage in the Bible, John chapter 11. If we'd have kept reading and got to verse 35, anybody know what that is? John eleven thirty-five. 35? Jesus wept. Two words. The shortest verse in the Bible, two words, but so important. But why did Jesus cry? Why did he cry? He said at the beginning, this shall not end in death. So why did he cry? Well, before we answer that, I want to ask the the one person in here who's never had any trouble in their life, never had any sorrow, never been hurt by anything or anyone to please come up here for a moment. Nobody's coming. You know why? It's not because you're afraid to come up here. Because we've all suffered something, right? We've all had pain in our lives at some point. Some of us may be going through it right now. Some of us may be coming out of it. Some of us may not realize that it's just a few days away. But there's something important about that, and that's what we're going to talk about from this passage today. So Mary and Martha and Lazarus brother and sister. And Lazarus is sick. It says right there, in the beginning of chapter 11, there was a man named Lazarus, and he was sick. So what did Mary and Martha do? They call on the one they know who can make a difference. They'd seen this guy heal people. They believed in who he is. And they called upon him. They called Jesus. Have we not done that when we're sick, when we are in sorrow, when we are suffering, when we are facing financial ruin, whatever it may be, do we not call upon Jesus? Absolutely. And does it just, just everything goes away when we call upon Jesus? No. Why not? Well, how much time do you have? We don't have time to go into the why not today, But let's talk about the one instance where Jesus didn't show up. He waited two more days. And then he had the trek to Judea. By the time he got there, Lazarus had been dead four days. Now, Jesus, this isn't the first person he brought back from the dead. There was a young girl. He rose from the dead. She had died, and it was probably, I don't know, the Bible doesn't say how long it was, but less than a day, I would imagine and he raised her from the dead. Probably just a couple hours, actually. But this had been four days. If we keep reading in John chapter 11, they actually put Lazarus in the tomb. Put grave clothes on him. It's over. It's done. Jesus never came. Jesus never came. So, Jesus then shows up, and we didn't read this part, but man... They laid into him. If you would have been here, he'd have lived. And his disciples didn't understand it either. Oh, if he's asleep, let him sleep. He'll get better. Jesus knew, and he purposely didn't show up. That sounds cruel, doesn't it? Especially when you're going through something, and you are struggling, and all you want is relief, and you're asking Jesus to show up, and he doesn't show up, or does he, or does he? If it doesn't happen right away, a lot of times we say he, he didn't show up, but he did show up and he always does. We don't always see it, but do you know what happens When that child dies? Do you know what happens when someone in their 30s dies of cancer? Do you know what happens when a young person is killed in a car accident? Or even someone who's 86 years old dies of kidney failure? Do you know what happens in that moment? Does Jesus just sit back and say, oh, I'm sorry? No. He plunges himself into that situation every time. He comes down in through the Holy Spirit and he is there and he is bringing comfort and peace because the Bible tells us a few chapters after what we read this morning that the great comforter is his name, the Holy Spirit. That's God. God is with us in all of those darkest moments. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. But I don't see him. I don't feel him. I'm still in anguish. He is there, always. He could have just said, okay, I'm sorry about Lazarus. You know, next time we're coming through Judea, they're trying to kill me, by the way, so it might be a while, but the next time we come through, we'll stop and see him and make sure everybody's okay. He didn't do that. He waited to show the glory of God, to show that God does show up, to show that he has the power to make things better again. Now that young person who dies in a car accident or the young person who dies of COVID or even the older person who dies of kidney failure, anybody, God doesn't bring them all back to life on earth, but he has promised us eternal life in heaven. We get to live still. But what does that do for me right here and now in the situation I'm in? Well, here's what God wants you to know. That he is there. When you don't feel him, he is there. When you don't see him, he is there. He is understanding, and your tears, your sorrow, your anguish, it matters to him. Whether you have a child or a a pet, a pet of some sort, a cat, a dog, whatever, if that loved one of yours, especially a child, is in danger or is sick, it can rip you apart. You want to do everything you can to fix that. That's how God feels about us. We are his children. And when we are in anguish and in sorrow, he is there because it's tearing him apart to see us in pain and he does come and be a part of that. When you lose a loved one, he is there to get you through. When you lose a relationship, he is there to get you through. When you have difficulties in life, he is there to get you through. How do we tap into his power? How do we see it? I've prayed, i prayed, I prayed and prayed and the person still died. How is that justice? How is that God? You know, there are some things that we can't answer in this life because God hasn't told us. You know, everything that we do, we do because God told us. Think about that for a moment. Have you ever done something that you've never done? You don't know what that is because you've never seen anyone do it and you've never experienced it and God hasn't told you. There are things he has not told us so we can't know, we can't understand. But what he has told us is that he is there, that he will show up, that he will be there. Our job is to discern the difference. We can say, God doesn't care about me. We can come up with all kinds of reasons. But you know why you come up with those reasons? You know who's telling you that God doesn't care? Do you know who's telling you he's not going to show up? Do you know who's telling you that you don't matter to him? That's not the Holy Spirit. It's not God. It's not Jesus. No. It's the enemy. The enemy is telling you that you don't matter, that he doesn't care. But God is there because the Bible tells us that he is I don't know what that is. It sounds like my phone, maybe. I don't have any idea. <laughs> it was coming from my iPad. I, I must have set an alarm or something. I, I apologize. Yeah, the Holy Spirit. That's, that's it. <laughs> Redirect. <laughs> it was a distraction is what that was. And we have many distractions, especially when we're in anguish. And they can rip us to pieces. They can make us not want to get out of bed. They can make us be angry at people, at the world. But if we look, even though we don't see, if we listen, even though we don't hear, if we just experience God, He is there. In Psalm 30, David said, Though sorrow may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. Lamentations chapter 3 says that God's love is new every morning. God's love is new every morning. So maybe sometimes all you've got to do is just get through the night, and his love will be new every morning. Joy comes in the morning. What I'm saying is be patient. I wish that God would just take everything away at this very moment, that everybody would walk out of here and say, man, I feel so much better than when I came in and all my problems are gone because then I'd be included in that too. But that's not what's gonna happen. But I'm telling you that when we walk out of here later today, our problems are still gonna be there, but what is gonna be different is knowing that God is with us in them. And yet, maybe you knew that coming in, but I want you to know it more as you walk out. Because he does show up. He might wait a couple days, but he does show up. And what happened when he showed up? He showed us a glimpse of what is to come. He showed not just that he is God on earth in the human form, he showed us that we all are going to experience a resurrection just like Lazarus did that was a foreshadowing that was showing us that we are not put in the grave forever that we will rise again so when you're going through these difficult times and we all go through them it can cause physical pain, it can cause emotional pain It can cause you to be angry at people. But there is help. And God is absolutely 100% there every single time. Just as you would not leave a child of your own in complete anguish, you would try to comfort them, he does the same for us. Now, I can tell you and tell you and tell you and tell you until you're so tired of hearing me talk. But until you experience it for yourself, you're not going to really understand. There's a, I think it's Psalm 34, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, there's a, a restaurant in Ocean City that I just absolutely love. I can tell you how great the food is. I can tell you how great the atmosphere is. Prices are a little high. But I can tell you all the great things about it. But until you go there and you taste it and see for yourself, it's just talk. It's just getting you excited, getting you interested. you got to taste and see for yourself. And that's what that verse in Psalm 34 is talking about. You need to experience God for yourself. Now, I'm not saying throw me something to cause me a bunch of anguish and trial I'm not going to ask for that because they'll come on their own. But when they do, take that moment to taste and see that God is good. Take that moment to hold on to God and say, Look, I don't know how you're going to get me through this, but I know you will. I don't know how you're going to heal this in me, but I know you will. I don't know how you're going to make this work, but I know you will. And I know that I could go around a room and ask every single person, tell me a time when God got you through something. He'd be able to tell me. Unless you're going through it right now and you, you don't want to talk about it, but there's probably another time. Now think about that. If he got you through once, will he not do it again? Oh, but this is worse than it was then. Okay. Can he still do it? There's a passage in the Bible where God says it a couple of times to a couple different people. He goes, is my arm too short? Meaning, can I not, do I not have the power to take care of what you're going through? God's arm is not too short. And he can reach down into your situation right now and pull you out of it. He doesn't want us to not be healed. He wants healing for every single person. And I don't mean just physical. I mean emotional, mental, whatever. You need. He wants it for you. And He will give it to you. It may not be today, but He will provide. Because He always shows up. Sometimes later than what we want. Boy, Mary and Martha were mad. If you only would have been here, He said, I told you it wasn't going to end in death. Let Jesus show up for you today, tomorrow, next Monday, August 31st, 2025. Whenever it takes, whenever something happens, let him show up for you. He has shown up for this church and people in this church so much more than I've ever seen in any other church. And not just because this is a bigger church that I've ever had before, He truly has shown up more for the people of this church than I have ever seen in any other church. God loves us. He loves this church. He loves this community. He loves his people. And whatever you're going through right now, I promise, yes, I promise I'm not going to be able to help you, but God can. I mean, I can help, But God's going to get you through it, not me. Trust in him, and he will get you through every single time. This shall not end in death. It will be for the glory of God and to glorify the Son on earth. Wow, those are powerful words, aren't they? Powerful words. Let's pray. Father, thank you for always showing up in our situations. Thank you for always caring enough to show your love. Now, help us to believe, to take what we have heard today, to let it penetrate our hearts and our minds and our souls and know that you really do love us. Help it come in so much that it drowns out the negative things that we're hearing, and cast them away so we only hear you. Help them permeate our soul so much that we live each day knowing that we're going to be healed, that we're going to be delivered, that we're going to make a breakthrough, that we're going to get past this awful situation. Help us, Lord, to always know this each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand as you are able for our closing hymn in your red hymnals number.